and welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicas.com my name is abhishek and this issue's cover story is about uh, one of the most ostentatious businessmen from the indian world of business who would like us to believe at the moment that he's trying hard to save his airline company and of course we are talking about vijay malia and to talk about that joining me over the phone is kuku paul the associate editor of forbes india hi kuku good morning and my first question to you is why does forbes india love to hate mr malia so much less than a year ago we had a cover story on how badly his liquor company was doing so what's it about forbes india and and uh, kingfisher it's just that he's such a colorful personality and it's not about love or hate really everything about him is larger than life and he makes for interesting copy whether it is his ambition a few years ago when he started he started kingfisher about 7 uh, years ago and uh, it was always larger than life the plans the aircraft whether it's the you know huge plans to dominate the world at one time he was considering buying alitalia and looking for making a pitcher for bmi and he absolutely wanted to be top so everything about this is interesting and probably that's the reason he features so often not just in our magazine but probably in the in the media in general how much have things changed uh, the story that you had done about 3 3 and a half years back on his airline industry and the one that you have done today so what this cover story is about and how much have things changed a lot of things have changed for the worse unfortunately since the first time we wrote about him the business has uh, gone down completely he has his back to the wall because of very high debt close to 10000 crore at this point of time he had a fleet of uh, almost 66 aeroplanes last year at this time and he's down to about 44 now of which only about 13 or 14 are actually being used because he just loses too much on the rest of them to fly them so the rest of them are either parked or spares from those are being used to fly these 14 planes he owes a lot of money to almost everybody he has stopped paying money so things are certainly looking uh, pretty bad at this time and how big is this mess uh, it, it, i think you talk about a 7000 crore debt it's a pretty big hole it, it really is in so many ways in more ways than one the money owed is is of course the reason for all the problem uh, and then there are the allied uh, issues of uh, non payment to creditors whether it's the bankers or the airport companies the leasing companies from which he has bought the planes or the employees and pretty much every category of people so what went wrong with this company when a few others are doing reasonably well in fact earning a profit it really is a combination of several things abhi the big thing i would think would be the lack of professional management in this airline it has always uh, been run by the promoter the founder who has dictated things even if there was a professional ceo on board the ceo was never allowed to kind of make a call on what the big decision should be it was always malia kind of taking the big calls on this and uh, then the edecan acquisition was the beginning of the end i would think because uh, it was a very expensive move for an airline that was just beginning the other problem was going international too early in the whole life of the airline and these are the reasons uh, because of which kingfisher has never once made a profit it's not only at this time and the last 2 3 years have been tough for 
all the airlines. Jet has also been losing money. The airline industry globally has been doing badly because of very high fuel costs. Crude oil has been over $100. And uh, added to all this was the wrong calls taken on whether it is the equipment that he bought or the kind of configuration that the planes had. So several wrong calls have led to the situation. Now clearly he needs a lot of money to be loaned to him. So he gets a chance to hopefully get his operations back on track. And how have the lenders responded to this? I don't think that he has any scope to borrow too much at this time. The banks have stopped lending to him. Obviously, they stopped lending quite a while ago. And even the day-to-day operations of Kingfisher are run by and large on money coming in from the group, from the group companies, the liquor companies and others. Whatever cash is being generated from operating these hundred or flights every day, that's how they're going. So it's pretty much hand-to-mouth. There's very little borrowing now. The banks in the last lenders meeting insisted that he bring in equity of his own and only then would they look at some kind of restructuring of the debt. So the option that he's been holding out to has been that of bringing in a strategic partner, of selling a stake to a foreign airline once FDI by foreign airlines is allowed in India. How is that going to help? If there is a foreign firm, why would they not invest in any other airline which which has a much cleaner balance sheet as compared to Vijay Malia's? That would be true and that is what we've argued in the article as well, Abhishek, that if FDI is allowed, there would certainly be more uh, viable options available and these airlines are also looking for uh, investment. People like Go Air, for instance, which is a small carrier relatively, relative to Kingfisher, just about 12 aircraft, or SpiceJet that's been talking openly about looking for FDI and which is a, in a niche low-cost space, which is doing very well because most of the growth, as you know, is coming in the low-cost area and not the full-service area that Kingfisher is in. Even having said that, I'd say the caveat there is that airlines are known to be quite resilient. And even from the American example, which is the world's biggest aviation market, you can see that airlines that people would have written off a decade ago have uh, bounced back. Several of the big ones there were under Chapter 11, which is a situation similar to Kingfisher now in the sense very close to bankruptcy. But they have clawed their way back and uh, last one year has particularly been good. So it's I mean, never say never is what I'd say. Right. But why are banks not pulling the plug? Uh, That is principally the difference between the American situation and this one because what happens there is companies go into Chapter 11 protection and uh, the banks kind of help restructure the the whole, they ring fence the whole debt and uh, look for a comprehensive plan to revive the airline, which is not happening in this case here because we have no such systems. But what's happening here is interesting because there is, unlike there, there is no move to change the management. The banks here prefer to work with the existing promoters. And in this case, I would say that they are part of the problem. It is because of the existing promoters that you are in the hole that you are. And uh, the banks also here, by and large, very reluctant to pull the plug. Obviously, they've been taking huge write-offs. And a lot of the public sector bank have written off chunks of the uh, loans as NPAs, so, which means a very big hit to their bottom line, but they are still reluctant to force things, you know, to go into liquidation or or to force the hand, really. So they're still looking at uh, working with the management to try and see if there is a way out, and uh, that's where the situation is now. Had it been an American company, you insinuate that it wouldn't have survived that long, so it's just the Indian way of doing things, maybe. 
a little bit of culture in a way yes because if you look at the history of lending as well for banks uh, lending to the corporate sector in the past decade you would find that they have uh, pretty much stood by many of these very very bad loans that they had I mean for example ispath in the steel business and a whole lot of other steel companies it was sr steel at one time and sr oil later in 2003 or so which was uh, pretty much uh, money that didn't look like it was coming back but they stood by it and they have managed to get the money back so overall all their calls on distressed assets have been by and large the, the money has come through finally so that is the philosophy with which they operate the way they operate is not to force the hand but more to stand by in bad times and and see if uh, if things can come through so so in these uh, times for malaya how, how dear is the aviation business to vijay malaya you know among all his businesses you know can he go to a bank and tell them that hey look i'll sell my brewery business and raise about a few thousand crore and uh, please help me with the loan that is what most of his closest advisors and people uh, around him are asking him to do precisely that there are two three big ventures which he could theoretically put up for sale and uh, and put the money in the airline business and this is united breweries is one where the beer business where the kingfisher brand originally comes from and that is already hanikin is a is a large partner in that and uh, if they are allowed to um, pick up his stake and take absolute control that would be one option the other option would be to sell the white and marke business there in scotland that they bought about 4 uh, years ago and if he were to put that up for sale uh, completely there would certainly because he turned around that business and there would certainly be people interested in in that one so he's been urged to do that really by people around him but uh, he is extremely reluctant to do that because obviously these are the cash machines really and uh, whether putting good money in after bad makes sense is another question and malaya at the bottom is really a very very hard nosed businessman and i don't know whether he likes the idea of of putting away everything after this uh, business so the aviation business on the other hand is quite dear to him he is a pilot and uh, he has been very closely involved in building the airline up and he's a man of great detail so he has uh, taken a lot of um, interest in uh, in bringing the airline up and uh, thinking big for it having global ambitions sadly it has not all worked out but uh, he is really reluctant at this time to sell any of the other businesses whether it's united spirits or breweries his shares in these companies they have been pledged to the banks so the banks own the securities and they can call it in if he defaults technically they can become large shareholders in these companies if he is unable to find another way out to that extent his uh, liquor business is connected to the airline business but if you are talking about selling it off completely and then putting so that's something he has resisted so far right and where is uh, his staunch competitor naresh goel in all of this uh, his company jet airways it also has been through troubled times and you have covered the two companies in great detail in the past 3 years so how is jet different from kingfisher and, and because we are talking about a full service airlines and uh, two companies which have had 
contrasting fortunes in the past uh, year year and a half abhishek that's a very interesting contrast really because both had very similar models and both uh, are uh, uh, very very passionate businessmen entrepreneurs who started these airlines the big difference is that mr goel has left the running of the airline by and large to professionals although he's also very very closely involved with running it he and his wife are very closely and he comes from the travel industry so he knows the business he has lost a lot of money too i mean jet has lost humongous amounts of money in the past couple of years and they have been very bad years and they are now looking at curtailing their flights reducing their fleet still looking for a viable model really because most of the growth is in the low cost space where they originally weren't so they are under a lot of pressure as well the other airlines have gained from kingfisher's fall because as as i said in the beginning of this podcast that kingfisher has reduced capacity substantially jet airways indigo spicejet the other carriers air india as well these have gained because they have been able to command a much higher fare because capacity in the system has reduced one of the big problems in the indian airline market was that there was too much capacity and that has come down drastically with kingfisher pulling down so for the other airlines it's been good news really do you see a turnaround on the cards because if there is one then it will be the largest and if there is none then it will be probably the biggest fall in terms of a business folding up in india due to legitimate reasons so where do you see this going it's certainly going to call for a change of management there's no way i think that uh, the current lot could uh, bring it out of the mess that it is in the hole is simply too deep uh, malya will certainly survive in terms of his business and being the businessman that he is with nine lives he's been in very sticky situations in the past his airline business will certainly have to change radically and will certainly not cannot go on the way it is but if there is a turnaround on the cards then it will be quite a story and everybody loves a good turnaround thank you very much kuku for your time thank you abhishek and all you listeners you can get this podcast on forbesindia.com as well as on theindicast.com subscribe to us on itunes and to get a copy of forbes india just message forbes to 51818 for a subscription